Coming to you from the HagmanReport.com studio. Located in the Keystone State, birthplace of a mighty nation, it's your host, Doug Hagman. And I want to welcome everyone to the Hagman Report for today. It is Thursday, April 21st, 2022. First off, I want to wish my bride a lovely birthday today. It's her birthday. She's working in the office and of course uh, can't hear me. Well, maybe she can, but uh, happy birthday and I uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate it. Like fine wine. She ages like fine wine, getting better every year. So, um, But with that, I want to welcome you to this broadcast, very serious broadcast, important one uh, with my, uh, uh, i tell you what, my, my older brother, um, at least it feels that way. I ask him for uh, information, guidance, and counsel, and he gives it to me, and uh, I appreciate that. But with me is Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com, gen6.com. By the way, let me ask you, did you get your um, copy of Mega Drought yet, folks? Have you done that? Go to gen6.com, make sure you get a get your copy of Mega Drought, because it's relevant to what's happening today. In addition to what's relevant to what's happening today, of course, uh, we're going to be talking about the essentially from the birth of a nation to the death of a country. And, you know, war is at our front door. Are you prepared? Are you prepared? And that's a, a good question to ask. Take inventory. How about spiritual preparations as well? Most importantly, spiritual preparations. All right, with me, Steve Quill, stevequill.com and gen6.com for Mega Drought and other products there. Absolutely. And he also can advise you. Uh, for serious investors on precious metals, renaissance.com. I'm going to tell you, just go to stevequill.com, click on the link, and you'll be able to do your shopping accordingly. And the information portal, of course, is stevequill.com. Steve, thanks for joining me. Let's get right into it, sir. Well, thanks, Doug. And ladies and gentlemen, we're dealing today with probably the most converging series of circumstances on the global and world stage that are going to affect all of our lives our children's lives and our grandchildren's lives like no other time in history. We're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, even as Doug and I are recording this and, and this uh, presentation today, that the Russians have alerted their entire military to be on a go time frame of 90 seconds. U.S. has a five-minute response time. This is a pretty big deal, everyone, because even when Doug and I were talking before, uh, you know, officially starting the program, we were talking about people are noticing all types of uh, anti-submarine aircraft. We're hearing reports from different people who have children in the military, uh, you know, growing sons and daughters, etc. People in the military, people in the intel community. But the common, common two words that are coming up, Doug, wouldn't you agree with this? Is something's up, and then it's something's up, and then trying to define the something's up. And uh, actually being able to define that for you, I think it's going to be pretty, how should I say this, compelling that if you've been dragging your feet to get any last minute preparations, I'm not talking about ordering this or that. I'm saying getting out of your house, getting in your car and getting what you're going to need, especially a full tank of gas. We just, Doug, talked uh, a couple of weeks ago about what would happen to the price of gasoline on a per gallon basis if a barrel of oil hit $185. Well, I got a lot of people saying, oh, it'll never happen. Well, the story just carried out yesterday. Expectations $185. So 
Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you the goal of the globalists is the complete extinction of the human race with the exception of 500 million people. So every time you go into a store, every time you see 10 people, know this, that if they have their way, they are not stopped by the hand of the living God, that they'll succeed in every nine out of those 10 people you see pretty much disappearing, dying. The globalists have initiated every single uh, dirty trick in their bag of death. Obviously, we saw the COVIDian nightmare. We saw the lockdown. We saw the breakdown. We're seeing right now empty store shelves that, in my opinion, will never be restocked again. We're watching the complete blockage, stoppage, and the embargo of anything coming from China. Because of the idiot policies of the, the uh, Luciferians in our own government, our Senate, our Congress, our Supreme Court, they're absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, laying the groundwork for our complete decimation destruction. Years ago, when I would tell people this time would come, they thought I was number one, all these things. This isn't about me, but whenever you tell the truth, the first response to telling the truth is to try and dissuade others from that which scares you. In essence, Doug, what I'm saying is when people themselves become frightened and they haven't done anything to prepare, the only thing that they can do to, um, I would say this, gird up their own failing position is to knock the information. When the information can't be denied, then they have to attack the messenger. When the attack of the messenger can't be denied, then they basically have to just get a, a public movement to get a whole bunch of liars. See, in America, truth no longer exists. It no longer exists in the press, outside the alternative press. Truth no longer exists in the court system. Kurt, there is no truth. So the whole world lies in the father of lies which is the prince of darkness right now. So we're talking, as we're talking, Doug, the question is, will there be uh, a nuclear war or a first strike against the United States if Poland, who has allowed the positioning of NATO troops and U.S. troops and the massive amount of artillery tanks, weapons there, and also 50 nuclear cruise missiles, maybe more than that now, but is... Russia is serious because we've seen what people are calling as a fiasco in Ukraine. And people are saying, oh, look at this. You know, the Russians are getting their whatever kick. That's not a true picture. We're seeing a completely false new world order, globalist, Luciferian narrative that wants basically the United States destroyed. They want Europe destroyed because what we're seeing is the entire plan of the Luciferians to destroy the global order, to bring in their new global order, and they changed it to the World Economic Foundation, the Great Reset. That's the biggest batch of BS ever, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, repackaged in the history of the world, because me thinketh it stinketh. And you can wrap, I don't care what color you wrap a dead skunk in, you can put red paper, blue paper, uh, you know, uh, aluminum foil paper on the dead skunk and put a pretty bow on the top, but the smell leaks out. So people have got to understand that the Great Reset means the destruction of the entire Western civilization and the introduction of a globalist totalitarian regime under the control of Lucifer himself, who the Antichrist is already waiting to come on the scene. He's on earth. And when he comes on earth, people, even Bible. Uh, believers don't understand, Satan will literally possess him. Lucifer can possess human beings. I mean, we got a whole bunch of them, I think, that uh, Lucifer goes on and, and vacations in 
uh, in Washington, D.C. alone. You know, we probably have the <laughs> most possessed capital that's, you know, every day is Halloween in D.C. That's because true. some form of monster, creation, creature, wicked, evil plot, evil plot, planner scheme is always in play. Go ahead, Doug. No, no, I, exactly. And so here's my Here's what I'm looking at. You're looking at the potential, the probability of international war. As you said, uh, Congress allocated some uh, $14 billion for the money-slash-weapon laundering operation in Ukraine. Uh, what, $3.4 billion, I think, through February? Anyway, yes. it, it, so having said all of that, we're looking at the probability of international conflict by the globalists. But we're also looking at the domestic side of things. Where I, Steve, I'll tell you what, I don't see any possible way of rectifying the divide between the globalist minded left and the conservative Christian right, or Christian period, Christian spirit, because we're under attack. So I'm like, you know, okay, what's going to start first? And frankly, um, I think America and DC could use a good house cleaning. That's just me, though. Go ahead. Me too. And, and, you know, it would be one thing if we could look at, uh, Everybody uh, in D.C. and all the state capitals are just permanently hanging out in opium dens. It's another thing to see Christians and people who are at least biblically literate living in the realm of hopium and making stupid statements. Well, God would never do that. Yes, he would. Go read Ezekiel chapter 14, when God proclaims to a nation that declares war on him. He says, though Daniel, Noah, or Job is in the land. They won't deliver anybody but themselves. And see, this is interesting, Doug, because we have a, a country with a, how do I say this, a memory of freedom, a memory of liberty, a memory of equal justice under the law, but it no longer exists. So how do we get and how does God get people out of the illusion into the reality of the real world? And that's how these events are going to shake up. Let me give you a good example. We're watching now weather warfare, geoengineering. And again, God bless Dane Wigington. If all you guys want to know who, in my opinion, and I'm to whom honor is honor is given, to whom uh, credit credit's given. But if there's some guy that's been fighting to try and wake up the world to where we are now, it's been Dane Wigington. And he's obviously featured yeah, geoengineeringwatch.org. If, if the people who had any type of intellectual honesty, they would recognize what's been going on instead of denying it. And remember, if you deny, you still die if you, fight, if you come against the truth. So geoengineering is on, weather wars are on. So what should everybody expect? Well, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to watch the Western USA become bone dry. And when I say bone dry, I mean, if you've ever seen desert, anything dead in the desert, it, it's bleached by the sun. The East Coast, you guys are going to get bloods and snow. I'm talking sub-seasonal. You guys in the Midwest are going to turn to a dust bowl. We in Montana, uh, you know, supposedly we're going to have these big snowstorms. I mean, you know, hardly anything in the mountains. So what's happening is God speaks specifically about breaking the staff of life. Food, listen, you don't eat, you die. But people have taken everything for granted. And what I fault claimants to Christianity for, 
and I've been speaking out against it for 26 years, is the fact that they want to be friends with the world that wants to destroy them. Now, tell me this, Doug. If you are, as you've investigated different crime scenes and stuff, I mean, sometimes the people that are the most sympathetic are the ones with the greatest motive, right? To, to, to have killed the, the deceased or the, whatever, the decedent. Yeah, so, their general rule of thumb is the closer they are to you, the, the more likely they are to do you. There you in, go. Your, in your words. Yes, in my words. Well, that's why I'm not an investigator. You are, <laughs> God bless you. But back to Dane Wigington, what he's been trying to share, no one has done a better job. Look, I may have been the guy years ago, decades ago, to write the book, Weather Wars and Unnatural Disasters. But what Dane has done is absolute, beyond a shadow of a doubt, with literally thousands of hours of interviews, articles, photographs, you can't deny it. Doug, I still uh, live in a world of, I would call them downlookers. They can't get off their phone. They're walking in the subway tracks, walking off cliffs. Literally, people have walked off cliffs, you know, and, and, and they can't look up and say, oh, gee, why is the sky gone from a beautiful blue to a dismal gray? Well, it's called geoengineering that's been underway for decades. And now we're seeing crop failures. We're seeing manipulated market uh, interference where there is no fertilizer because the stupid dumbasses in Washington decided to put sanctimonious sanctions on Russia and Russia basically was feeding the world with its fertilizer. And I want to say something. When you tell the truth, I don't don't say that, Steve. I don't care if people say, well, you just are pro-Russia. No, I'm pro-truth. And what makes anybody think the Ukrainian narrative that was the same provocateurs of the Covidian lies and breakdowns, who are the same bastards, bastards, I should have said batch of bastards, that are watching prime athletes die and they won't even take on, gee, why have so many athletes in their prime died? And yet those same people are controlling the narrative coming out of the Ukraine. I don't believe it one bit. And when Ukrainians made the statement, they're going to be, in essence, the poster children for the new world order, that should have sent chills up everybody's mind. But now everybody is rallying as the face mask was to the destruction of identity in the United States. We're watching the assassination of truth by the promulgation of lies. Look, we're the ones that made treaties. The United States and NATO made treaties with Russia. We broke them. We break the treaties we make. Somebody said, well, where's a good example of that? I mean, ask the Native Americans, you know, my favorite poster, I'll say it again. Uh, you know, it shows, I think, Geronimo and some of his uh, braves, and they're holding rifles. And they say, ask us how effective gun control was, you know. So the the people, I, I, I guess what we're trying to do is not only give a truth bomb today, Doug, but to show people not just the same old stuff, same old stuff. You got to buy food. You got to buy food. That's all. Your time to buy food, my guess is about no more than two weeks away, three weeks away, and anywhere close to these prices. Germany doubled their prices overnight. Last Friday, they said we're going to double our prices on our food. I think Aldi's uh, from 25 to 50%. Guess what? Monday came and they did it. The ability to eat was a direct reflection of the bounty, the blessing that God had given us, all the beautiful rivers before we turned them all, you know, horrible and and, and not. And look, this is not this. We never realized the blessing we had, 
And the only way it seems that people recognize the blessing they had is when they no longer have the blessing. The, the droughts that are coming already in effect in the desert Southwest, you know, you and I, when you had me on your show a year ago, whenever we came out with mega drought, people didn't understand that that wasn't just about the drought, but mega drought, everything centers around water. Without water, you die. Wars are being fought over water right now, even between the states. The United States is going to break up. Whatever's left of it is going to be broken up, or it's going to go to regional. States will bind together, and they'll be, in essence, uh, barter areas or regions where if a, a region has an excessive amount of, let's say, anything they can barter and trade or natural minerals, there'll be, if you will, end up, the United States is disunited. This country is divided not just by the Mississippi River, not just by ethnic mixes. This country is divided over one thing. I'm, I'm gonna say it like it is. Now, the Republicans have as many Luciferians, not maybe openly, but as, as Luciferians, those are people who pledge their allegiance to Lucifer. You guys can think that, oh, that's just a devil thing again. No, it's real because those who are the most powerful people in the world have been given their preeminence and their prominence by Lucifer for their uh, swearing and pledging their allegiance. And it's always involving blood and the sacrifice of the innocents. Doug, we are kindergartners in the United States and understanding the history of evil around the world. And due to our naivety, our stupidity, our entertainment complex, and our, if you will, ability to be socially channeled through social media, you know, look at what's happened to this nation. And now it doesn't matter that the evidence is there. Yes, the election was stolen. It doesn't matter that the whole Russian uh, steel dossier was fake. doesn't matter that five of Hillary's top advisors are taking the Fifth Amendment. None of that stuff matters because, Doug, there is no justice in the land. No, justice no longer exists. No, you know what? You make some good points. There are still people out there, um, and and I think I think we have to still live, go through the motions to some extent. There are some people out there who are putting their hopes on the twenty, you know, the midterms or twenty twenty four, without addressing the issues that we had in twenty twenty and before that. Okay, there are people who are fooling themselves into believing that that uh, uh, the vegetable in the, in the Oval Office or the building across the street got 81 million votes, you know, without any kind of whatever. Um, the delusion, the, the people that need to, uh, the, 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 there's got to be a, I, I said all that just to say this, there are people out there that I believe we're never going to convince of anything. There are, there, there's no talking to them. There's no rash, uh, reasoning with them or rationing with them. Uh, there's nothing. They're, they're gone. And, you know, I really believe that's what the Bible talks about, about this, you know, the, the delusion that comes over people, um, where, or at least that's part of it. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but you do know. You do know. You defined it really well. The problem is, is that when you're trying to even rationally understand the irrational You've heard this. I don't want to hear anything that you have to say because my mind's made up and I think you're wrong. I said, so did you go to the grocery store last week? No, my wife did. Did she make a statement that food seemed to cost her twice as much for this? Well, yeah. Well, what does that have to do with it? 
I said, what happens when your wife says, honey, we don't have enough money to buy the food for this week? The, per, the Typically, okay, the only, how do I say this? Denial works even under deathbed, okay? But when you're dying and you know that you're breathing your last breath and you come close to dying, you know, arguments, well, there is no such thing as death. Well, trust me, when you can feel your spirit leaving your body or people who have died and had their spirit come back into their body, you can't convince them that death isn't real. The only people we can't convince that death is real to and the coming purge of humanity by the global Luciferian elitists are the walking dead. And for the record, the zombie protocols were written. Uh, and when I say zombie protocols, all of the movies, all of the, if you will, the military manuals, all of the uh, genre associated with zombies were written to define the period alive at this time, the people alive at this period in time, who once all of the supports of society are pulled out and pulled away from them, they turn into zombies, okay? So the zombie protocols, Doug, are already being in play. Then you had you add uh, bioweapons that obviously can uh, increase the thirst for human blood, really. Uh, can turn people rabid, as in rabies, really. We watched in Miami an outbreak, a controlled outbreak, of uh, the zombie disease where people are literally trying to, and successfully, chewing people's faces off, you know? So, and not always succeeding, you know, the crazy people were stopped in most cases, but now we've got basically the fabric of society has been frayed. It's coming apart at the seams. And anybody that denies that is absolutely in La La Land. And La La Land won't help you if you live in Arizona, Texas, the border towns, or even into the Midwest, even into the Rocky Mountain West, when all of the gangbangers and all of the different terrorists come into this country, the borders are open. Heavy weapons are coming across the border. I'll define heavy weapons. Heavy weapons are even shoulder-launched missiles. They are, you know, either 50 caliber Madus, uh, uh, Browning machine guns, or they're the uh, Russian or Chinese equivalents. We've got people that are walking around selling grenades. By the way, I don't know any in Montana. And the only people that sell grenades in Montana would be people trying to set up something. But literally, I'm being told of this all across the country. RPGs, which you see the terrorists, quote, in the Middle East, the shoulder-fired uh, weapon. Those of you who are in the military, and you probably who have been in uh, Iraq or Afghanistan know exactly what those are. But the point that I'm trying to make, Doug, is that the entire country is no longer existing. Our borders are open now, and it's a free-for-all. I personally reject and resent the idea that somehow social media can be the cure-all for all of these issues. They're the ones that generated the problem. They're the ones that bragged openly about stealing the election. But even get off me stealing the election. You talked about the 2022 midterms. I don't think, I could be wrong, and I'll apologize, I don't think the 2022 midterms are going to be any different because they, if you can steal a presidential election, if there's no enforcement, and here's the deal, Doug, what good would evidence do if the judge said, I've made up my mind? I don't care what the jury has to say. Yeah. You can't present a case. Can't Go ahead and answer no, that. You're, you're exactly right. And it's we're, we're in a position right now where we still have people rotting in jail 
literally from yes. January 6th. All right. There's been no justice. The justice system has turned into a legal system weaponized by the Department of Justice on behalf of the globalists, uh, the, the infiltrators. So that's where we're at. I mean, we can't get anything properly, properly litigated. We're not going lit to litigate our way out of anything, any of our problems right now. We're not going to really, I don't see any solutions other than things going kinetic. And as we talked before the show, I think you're exactly right. You know, war will be at our front door. Um, and and that, that, that's, you know, it's, it's coming to our front door, whether it be from without or from within, it's coming and we need to be prepared. Speaking of being prepared, I just want to mention this. I know mega drought, it's important to get, but one of the, um, books that I have on my nightstand, I don't, I, I didn't bring it with me. I should have, is um, Steve's book Jesus: The Premise of the Promise. And I've got to tell you, that book um, for these times in which we live right now, and I believe that's part of the subtitle. I don't have it in front of me, but for for perilous times, Jesus: The Premise of the Promise. Go to stevequill.com. That'll take you to uh, click on the link to Safe Trek, and you can get the book through Safe Trek. Uh, it's a great book. So I just wanted to mention that because you were talking about the, and there it is on screen right there. Yep. And, and, you know, I think people need to see something there that I don't believe Darren Geisinger did the uh, illustration. I don't think there's a more powerful visual representation that before Jesus would wear the crown, the King of glory crown, he had to wear the crown of thorns and God has his answers for perilous times. In essence today, Doug, I woke up, you know, obviously, uh, different times during the night, fall asleep for an hour, wake up, fall asleep, blah, blah, blah. But the deal is, is that I got a, a, kind of a happy uh, a, a sense in my heart where the Lord said, Steve, remember my word. The name of the Lord is a high tower. The righteous run into it and are saved. And I'm surprised that with the trouble, the peril, the tumult, the upheaval, the uncertainty, the dread, the uh, lack of uh, courage that people don't understand this, that we were told this time was going to come by Jesus himself. I don't want to be friends with the world. No, do they want to be my friends? Trust me, Doug, you and I don't go get golden plated invitations or embossed invitation to come join. The point is, is that Jesus, the premise of the promise, we're told that all the promises of God are God saying, Here's who I am, people. Look what I've done in history for my people. Look what I'll do for you. But casual, uh, mere oh, head knowledge of the Lord doesn't save anybody. The Bible is very clear. We have to repent, turn from our wicked ways. There's no, in my opinion, national call to repentance, nor has been, Doug, uh, you know, uh, since probably 50 years ago. When uh, Jim and Carol Owens, the If My People movement, that was 50 years ago, I believe, started, you know, uh, quoting the scripture to get God's people to turn from their wicked ways, to embrace him. But everybody then went on the, uh, you know, uh, I guess you would say, we have a better idea than God. And little by little, because we wanted to get more and more of the world and less and less of heaven, my opinion, I think it's proven out. The point being is now, we if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And we've talked, Doug, on, on air and off air, but the frustration, I keep reminding myself of that. God, 
Your word said, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And the answer to that is, run into me, Steve. Get close to me, because the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord. Now, most Christians, uh, how do I say this? They won't speak up when the name of our Lord is taken in vain. They won't. And if they if they whisper, they want to make sure that if nobody's watching, if I say the name of Jesus, you know, and, and because of, Doug, the, if you will, the apathy, indifference, and the cowardice and fear, I want to put that in there, the cowardice and fear. Uh, one of my friend, Bobby, he's our listener, uh, one of our listeners, many listeners, he sent me an email this morning, and he nailed it, you know? And, and he said, Steve, where are all the men? of Where are all the men? And, and my answer to him was, they're in the nail salon making sure they don't have hangnails before they go, before they go to their gynecologist's. Um, you know, appointment. In essence, Nahum, the prophet, was talking about the day when the men in the midst of thee would be women. That's why, um, what is it, John Dyson, I think, has got the book, uh, the Nehemiah book out, and Nehemiah is, is the best example for what Christians have got to be doing. They've got to be building up their households. And here's the other thing, Doug, I think that people need to understand, is that God always does the impossible but he expects us to do the possible, i.e., Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Martha and Mary are out of tomb. They're, they're, that was their brother. Martha, you know, Jesus gives the command to roll away the stone. He said, Lord, he's dead. He stinks. And she was looking at the process of the resurrection, but she was forgetting the person of the resurrection. The power of God has delivered men and women in history that put their faith in him. The mockery of God is what we're seeing every day, like Yuval Harari or whatever that guy's name is. Uh, you know, the mouthpiece for the uh, uh, satanic new globalist order. And he mocked Jesus. He said, oh, and your Jesus is going to save you. And I almost said, and, uh, uh, you know, and well, I did say it, but not to him. The bottom line is, is that nor will his hatred for God spare him from eternal damnation. You see, isn't it interesting? Now there's more and more stories coming out as there is consciousness after death. Hmm, interesting. There is brain function. Hmm, interesting. People who are even revived from the dead talk about seeing their bodies, let's say, on an operating table or on a morgue slab. But there's been enough testimony to, to prove that. And, and so what's interesting, isn't it, that when you get into the transhumanism singular movement, I'm all over the place. I'll bring it right back to the subject today. Transhumanism wants to destroy everything that God created that's human. We're watching it in the transsexualization of the war on God's creation of the family. We're talking about confusion. The Bible says God's not the author of confusion. And it's interesting to me that the more confused a person is, the more credence they're given. And now we're seeing the attack on the children. What they can't kill through abortion, I believe it's... Uh, California now has a bill pending that mothers can make the decision to kill a live-born child up to seven days. And so what's important for people to understand is this. When you, when I, when we as a nation allowed the slaughter of innocent blood, that's one of the seven things that God hate, hates more than anything, is the shedding of innocent blood. We have a blood debt to pay. And we would not accept as a nation the Lord Jesus Christ in his grace. And now an eye for an eye and a tooth for tooth. Doug, it's interesting. Do you know what the calculated 
amount of deaths are going to be in the United States by the Luciferians themselves? No. 250 million. Now, isn't it interesting that that people say, well, hey, that lines up with the Deagle report. Hey, you just get it because the devil has told people what he's going to do. And the reason he does it, people say, I don't see that in the Bible. Are you kidding me? He always mocks Christians. He mocked Jesus to his face. If you be the son of God, the devil provokes in order to rub people's nose in. And the only way to deal with him is to resist him, submit ourselves to God, resist him, and he must flee. But at some point, you know, this is, this is interesting. I know if you were to go into any situation, you could probably pick out the people that are the most cowardly by the minute something breaks out, they put their eyes down. They don't want to see it. See, see no evil, hear no evil, uh, speak no truth, but speak as much evil, and then, you know, breathe no evil. And that's why I used that title for my book years ago. It's out of print. I'm not selling a book. The bottom line is, is that now we're at a position where you can't deny what you see with your eyes, especially when you watch bombed out cities. And, and, and forgive me, but we're now at the time where even computer generated imaging all of the ability to fake different things happening. Only God can give us the wisdom to know what's real and what isn't real anymore. Because if the entire narrative is false, as I believe Ukraine is, and again, ladies and gentlemen, it was not Russia. At no point did Russia say they were going to nuke us. We had Senator Wicker say it, and I thought maybe you should change the spelling of his name to Wacker. And we had the Biden administration, even now, it, it's like Russia's got some of the best intelligence in the world. You know, you could argue who's the best, but they've got to be, you know, they. I would say this, they are the best. And then everybody else has got great intelligence, except the United States. But bottom line is, is that we are watching massive intelligence failures. I just saw a thing on U.S. AMRED, the, uh, you know, Army Medical Infectious Diseases. In other words, the people in the military that should have known about COVID, they said it took them off guard. I would say if there could be a donkey Winnie that you could press on your, uh, have Eric press every time a a lie bigger than that one's told, (laughs) nothing takes them by surprise, ladies and gentlemen. None of this is happening by accident. It's all happening with a specific goal in mind. And, you know, again, I'll say it one last time, probably, maybe 150,000 times more than this if if we live that long. But the point being is when the Georgia Guidestones or I call them the Georgia Gate Stones, the Bill Gates Stones, when they talk about maintaining humanity at 500 million people, Doug, not once in the whole time period that the Georgia Guide Stones came into the public psyche did anybody ever relate that, well, gee, how are they going to get rid of all that, those uh, you know, 7 billion people or 6 billion people at that point? In other words, it's been before our faces, but no one will ask the hard questions, let alone seek to come up with the right answers. And that's been the problem with people. I think when when somebody says they're going to do something, when the globalists say, these are our plans, or the Satanists say, this is what we've got planned. I mean, take them at their word. That's what they're going to do. And they do have this um, twisted sense of obligation perhaps written in their in their code where they have to tell people what they're going to do before they do it and they're and they're, they're mocking us they're mocking God but uh, specifically they're yeah yeah 
it's it's unbelievable what what's taking place right now. I want to ask you, uh, um, you well, yeah, what what is going to be coming? In your estimation, what's going to be coming first? Okay, I've got so many questions, Steve. That, that, well, let's just take them. Let's fire fire them away. First of all, people say, "Well, when will this nuclear war supposedly start?" Russia is already flying twenty four seven sorties of their nuclear bombers with hyperbaric bombs. Those are called fuel air explosives. They have a forty four megaton hyperbaric weapon. A hyperbaric weapon can have the same blast radius as a nuclear weapon, but Doug, it has no fallout. So there's right. no radioactive leftover. It can absolutely decimate. And uh, a thermobaric or fuel air explosive, names are interchangeable. The altitude, the design of the weapon determine, if you will, the swath or the width of the destruction. Those they're in the air right now. Okay. They have MiG 31. They have, and I'm telling you, right now. I could not know this, and somebody who is in that world could tell me right now. The okay. bottom line is, is that does it make any difference to everybody in America? Ah, that's over there in Ukraine. Yes, it should make every bit of difference because we're seeing all over the country, not, and not only just in our country, but all, we're seeing strange aerial phenomena, and people are, are tracking. I'm not talking now about UFOs. I'm talking about IFOs, identified flying objects. One of them is called the Hell Reaper, okay? To my knowledge, no one in the world knew about that before you and I talked about it on your show. To my knowledge. I remember that. Yep. That was uh, hell. And I love the name, Hell Reaper. Yeah. Because, again, you know, here's the thing. When Russia names uh, <laughs> names their uh, weapons, like, number one, they just uh, – they just uh, demonstrated one of their intercontinental ballistic missiles called the Satan II. Well, you know, I mean, there's a reason. It has another Russian name. I don't speak Russian, but here's the deal. When hypersonic missiles were first announced, the West, the Defense Department of the West, didn't even believe it existed. You know why? Because we didn't have them yet. Boy, there's an arrogance. Take heed, less when you think you stand, you fall. When the nuclear torpedo Poseidon that's run by a nuclear small reactor can stay, you know, in the oceans for a long time, doesn't have to refuel, doesn't need its batteries recharged, but has a hundred megaton uh, nuclear warhead. They didn't believe that. The Russians brought it out, showed it, uh, put a cutaway of it on. When President Putin locked down, shut down, and, and, and I am just saying this because weapons matter and the lack of them certainly matter. And so when we're talking about hypersonic weapons and the Hell Reaper, the Hell Reaper's capable of going up, you know, 120,000 plus feet, okay? 120,000 plus feet. It can travel at Mach 15. Quick and dirty, that's about 12,000 miles per hour. They have another version of the Hell Reaper. It has a different name that goes Mach 20. Well, people say, well, they can't have that because we don't have that. Well, gee, then why would North Korea have hypersonic missiles? Hmm, North Korea. Why does India have them? Why does everybody? And here's the answer. Under Barack and Hussein Obama, all of that money that should have been developed, all of it was steered away from any future weapons upgrade. And at that point in time was put into, you know, medical issues and, and, and uh, policies, et cetera. But I believe it was the design destruction 
of the U.S. military, and it started long ago before Obama. It actually started with Bill Clinton. Oh, I take that back. It started with uh, George Bush Sr. When George Bush Sr. gave the plans of the neutron weapon to uh, the pr premier of China during George Bush Sr. By the way, the man that told me that, Doug, he told it to me on national radio. He happened to be the designer of the neutron bomb. Yeah. Sam Cohen. Yeah, I, re I recall that that interview. Not that I heard the interview, but I recall people speaking of, of that interview and, and you talking about that. So, uh, it, so this goes back way back. And, and talking this goes about back twenty years ago. All right, and talking about going way back. I mean, um, with respect to Ukraine, Russia, right now, what the United States is doing, or at least the um, uh, neocons here in the, in leftists uh, or globalists they're doing the same thing that Russia did with respect to the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. And if you recall, we had, uh, America had missiles in Turkey uh, that we had to remove simultaneous with the removal of, or subsequent to the removal of the missiles from Cuba. And, and that's kind of how that thing was walked back. But so we're, we're provoking a situation right now over there. And we're, whereas in 62, we were a whole heck of a lot further ahead than our adversaries than we are today. So you're right. Well, again, you know, the thing is, is that, ladies and gentlemen, here's, here's a simple thing. The tree is known by the fruit it bears, okay? I'm on record, and I believe it was proven to be a real statement from the Lord, that before the United States would be destroyed by Russia and, and uh, China in a nuclear strike, God would reveal the sins of the leaders to the people and the people's sins before a holy God. I also said that God was going to use Donald Trump as a great divider to divide the nation. And I also said that even his sins would be revealed as a leader. I, I believe that is more than, uh, what would you say, accurate. You know, what was what's interesting, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm seeing it again. People are turning to a a man, a President Trump, to save them. And and Doug, this really makes me crazy. It makes me crazy because at no point, at no point did I say, and I'm on record as saying this, that there is no political solution to a spiritual problem. And quote, there are people that are, you know, always trying to uh claim that if you aren't pro-Trump, you're not pro-USA. Absolutely wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, he took the he took President Trump. I voted for him, and I voted for him because I knew exactly, and I did. I told everybody what happened. Would I vote for him again? Absolutely not. I don't even believe he'll run again. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the point. Not just an aside on Trump. Now we're hearing guardians of the galaxy or guardian, well, it's not guardians of the galaxy, but the guardians are speaking. That's another Q anonymous hyper bunch of BS, okay? We're ex-intelligence agencies. No, actually, they're active intelligence agents. And so, Doug, what, what everybody wants to do is corral any sort of, I would call this organized uprising that could go kinetic against the evil, okay? And it's really interesting was that we're now at a point, a, uh, how can I say this, a, a, a astonishing 
mindset has taken place that the people who think they can fight with the ideal of freedom, liberty, and justice. Look, if you're a politician, you know the old joke. How do you know when a politician talks, when his mouth moves, okay? And I would say, again, with two or three exceptions, you can't look to the people that cause the problem to uncause the problem, you know, or to undo the problem. Even people that we think are bastions of freedom or are mouthpieces for freedom. There, there's only one answer. This ha- happens to be, you know, this is the Bible, okay? This is the only answer. And if a guy can't stand his ground on the word of God, then what will he stand his ground on? What will he, what will, where will he stand? What will he stand? You know, and, and again, ladies and gentlemen, I, I just think it's, uh, it's astonishing. You cannot take credit for the jab with all the evidence against the jab, all the ancillary deaths against the jab, and, not, and then just say, oh, that stuff doesn't matter. It matters, ladies and gentlemen, it matters. And it matters that people still will continue to listen to the mask, no mask debate. Well, Doug, we have to recognize that now we're at a point where arguments gonna cease. Once the internet goes down, and the most of you saw yesterday, the down detector, I mean, almost all different cell services and different uh, phone, main phone line uh, related businesses, excuse me, were down. But what happens when is, what happens, Doug, let me ask you this. What happens when no social media is there to get your daily adrenaline or your daily boost for a reason to exist? That's a great question. Will, will the people, no, I'll, I'll, I'll turn the question around. Um, to fulfill that addictive need, will the people then um, go public or, or you know go on, go to the streets? And because I look, you know, you look on social media, how many people would actually say what they type in person to another person? Uh, I mean, I, even the comments we get, they these people wouldn't say to our faces or to other people what they type in anonymity or seeming anonymity. So I'll ask you, would, would they take to the streets or, or would they just bounce their head off, uh, off their walls inside their own homes? I mean, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Well, they'd probably take their pharmaceuticals as long as they existed, <laughs> okay? And if there were any uh, medical marijuana shops, they'd be hitting them up. I'm, I'm not being a smart aleck. I'm telling you, this is what I think, how it'll go down. And then they'd begin to go stir crazy. At some point, they'd venture out and they'd try and find other people. They'd linger if, at you know some point on the uh, block, some street corner, some city park, uh, neighborhood park, and start discuss it amongst themselves. And th- they they would be open to the discussion. We basically this. Well, what do you think? Well, I think this could be an attack. Well, how do you think it'll play out? Well, I don't know. How do you think it'll play out? And somebody says, Well, I don't think it'll play out at all. And, and what, what I'm saying is consensus will not put food in your mouth when the day comes that there's no food to put in your mouth. But those people that are banging their heads against the wall because they can't get on, I'm late, I'm late for a very important uh, basis of death book date or Twitter, Twitter, Insta. I, I don't know them all, okay? And, and somebody said, you don't know them, you shouldn't talk about them. Listen. I know what you know what is. I don't want to step in it. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to see it hit the uh, fan. I don't want to be anywhere near it. 
So when I say faces of death book, people got so offended of that. Yet every single person that was on there had an intelligence dossier built on them that it, it, under artificial intelligence just keeps building and building and adding and adding. By the time people spill their guts, many times to, uh, you know, foreigners, uh, people that don't even care, but what I would call sympaths, fake sympathetic algorithms trying to dig out of you your deepest secrets. And they think they're communicating with a real a kindred spirit, Doug, someone who really understands me and all is an AI program grabbing the last tentacles of an emotionally, uh, how should I say this, immature person, setting them up for whatever deception. Because again, once you spill your innermost being, and anybody who's ever been betrayed by anybody can identify with this statement, whatever you can have used against you will be used against you. Those closest to you do you. By and, the way, and, and, you notice who's uh, testifying against January 6th? Uh, hmm, interesting. Ivanka Trump. Hmm, interesting. Kimberly <laughs> Guilfoyle or whatever, you know, Don Trump Jr.'s uh, girlfriend. The bottom line is, is that, that everything that has been, how should I say this, warned about with social media, uh, the invention of it goes back to Evgeny Primakov, Russia, and also um, Marcus Wolf, East German Stasi. And ladies and gentlemen, I mean, we're so predictable. And now, now, Doug, what we need, and this is something we've got to cover in the last minutes of the show, we are experiencing now the perfect setup for civil war. Notice that the food issue has is gone not from the field now of no fertilizer, not just from the water issue of no water, which all this is detrimental and deadly, but now to the last bastion of food distribution, burning down warehouses. I can tell you what the warehouse in Oregon, I'll tell you this, I don't know who, I have a suspicion, but the order to burn that down because it was organic and it was a major cool company, Azure, I guess they're called, came from Washington, D.C. in the heart of the inner circle. Does that surprise you, Doug? No, not not at all. And people take note of how many warehouse fires, food warehouse fires, have taken place over the last, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And I I, I saw it. I saw responses on social media. Oh, you, that's just conspiracy. They happen all of the time. What do you think they store there? Combustibles, chemicals for? Yeah, I get that. But look at the stats now versus then. And by the way, what you said on on uh, about social media. The last couple of years, I think uh, uh, this is a, a feature, not a bug, of the pandemic, resulted in a lot of arrested development of Westerners. Um, and, of course, that is feeding into this delusion that we're seeing today. Go ahead. Well, when you're locked into the most confining, solitary, maddening situation that you've ever experienced in uh, the United States or a lot of people in the world, for that matter, how can people who are equally as dysfunctionally, uh, as dysfunctional, emotionally challenged, and as hopeless and despair as you pull you out of it? <laughs> you see, all, all it can do is, is one hand covers the other. But the point is, is that that was the design of the, listen, the emotional damage. It's like, it's like uh, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Or you know, post yeah, post traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. 
you can experience it and then deal with the results initially, medicate them, meditate, whatever. But there are times that comes up later on in life. And now we've got people who are dysfunctionally emotional, but they're dysfunctionally emotionally or just, yeah, emotionally dysfunctional. And they're also now having problems where all the pharmaceuticals are being cut off from China. Has anybody ever thought that that's a pretty effective form of asymmetric warfare? When you've got everybody who uh, may have been uh, under normal circumstances, somebody you deal with, and everybody's basically gone loony because you cut off their Prozac. And I'm not saying anybody who's on those are crazy, but I'm saying that there are very serious ramifications of sudden withdrawal from those SSRIs. And there's also ramifications of absolutely having no access to them. So what this, this is, I lack for words, but how can I describe complete societal breakdown in any form of historic context in that say that can even put it into a, a modern terminology, all those video games everybody was trained on, you know, all of the gore and the horror and the blood and lots more, all of that is what people have been programmed with. And at the level of mind control that the CIA only, only laughs at, that uh, obviously we've quoted the famous quote, the, the Casey's quote, that everything that the American people believe is a lie. You gave the background on it. But even now, Doug, just a story that came in to me, and if, you, if I look over and write them, I'm trying to be as relevant to the time we have on the air as possible. Russian TV hosts giggles as they discuss nuking New York. I can tell you, Russia's already told the U.S. what gets first hit, New York and D.C. So, I'm, mm. so now they're giggling at it. You see, it's the United States that started the giggling process. Does anybody who wants a, a baptism in reality, go look up Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and look up uh, the atom bombs there dropped in Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and World War II, World War II, and then see the complete devastation. Then go look at, you know, Mariupol and Ukraine. But what people uh, in America, one third of the American people are, are willing to use, they're so cavalier and willy-nilly and wanting nuclear weapons. Uh, Doug, I cannot believe the effectiveness of the mind control and the mind destruction and the, if you will, self-destruct command button that has been pressed in the minds and the thoughts and the emotions of Westerners at this point. It, it actually is almost a, I would say this, it's, it's a historic precedent that could not exist without the technology that exists at this time. And that's a great point because we would not be in this situation in my view had there not been the advent of and the refinement of social media, the internet, the ability to communicate in, in the ways that, that we do. Um, and, and, you know, right now, everyone with, with virtues, in air quotes, uh, they're flying the Ukrainian flag and saying, stand behind Ukraine and Ukraine, whatever, whatever it takes. And, hey, uh, nuke Russia. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the delusion... The, the, the amount and level of delusion of people to think that this is going to end well uh, based on what their desires are or based on what they're echoing in these uh, echoing chambers that, that, that are social media platforms. It, it, that, and it's being programmed, too, as you mentioned, by AI. It, it, the information is being sopped up and programmed by AI uh, uh, programs. Yeah, it, it, this is not 
I mean, people have lost their minds. And you know, the thing, because I know you wanted to talk about food, in addition to everything else, we are in for, a, in, in my view, and, and I think you made this pretty clear, a summer, uh, fall and winter this coming of really little to eat. And then what happens? I showed a picture from 1948, Steve. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before of a woman in, uh, I think it was Louisiana, so somewhere, Alabama, standing on her porch. She covered her face. She had her four children seated on the uh, porch steps and a sign that said, uh, four children for sale, okay, because they could not afford to feed them. They couldn't afford to eat. Now, I think it might be a little bit different, but you get the idea. Go ahead. There's a, there's a photograph um, right there, and that's from 1948, right here in America. And people think, oh, that's not going to happen again. Well, Steve, you, you nailed it before, uh, and you're nailing it now. So this, you're the looking at the future. thing of this is I, I look at the, you know, I, I love the, the bottom two little kids. I love the little brother, his arms around his little sister. She's looking, he's looking down at her. I, and But, you know, the mother's turned away. Because she doesn't want her face to be seen for children for sale. You know what, Doug? Nowadays, that 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 kind of a sign exists on the black web. By the way, I've never been on it. Don't know how to get there. Don't want to. But it's for children for sacrifice for sale. And and if you think that's wrong, ladies and gentlemen, I'm making that up. I can tell you and that I've literally had to say to people who said, I'll show you the evidence right here on my computer. No, I can't see it. I, I refuse to see it. Doug, you know this, that, you know, even as a seasoned investigator, seeing crime scenes and everything, but there's something that is so unnatural, un, well, inhumane, and absolutely so disgusting about what humans are doing to humans. And then I pray that God literally rains fire and brimstone on, on Gavin Newsom, gruesome, gruesome Newsom. When you've got people debating that you can murder children, live, live born children, the to my knowledge, the bill has not passed yet, but it's being voted upon. And that's just the live children. And then everything that people have been warning and, and screaming about and standing up against. And yet life means nothing. And ladies and gentlemen, when you didn't think life of, uh, of, of an unborn mattered, then what makes you think that the people that got you to turn away from even your humanity are going to give a darn about what they do to you? You see, that's it's, it's interesting to me, Doug. It's interesting to me, too. Look, I love my pet. I love my dog. I, every time my, my dog is named Cyrus, uh, I find his talks with me are more meaningful than my talks with a lot of people, okay? Because at least he knows how to jump up and down and be happy. But the bottom line is, is that most people, even who are animal lovers, there is a delineation between loving animals and absolutely having contempt for the unborn children. Now, if you can explain that to me, I, I don't know how to even try and communicate that. If, if someone asked me that question, I couldn't answer it. Nor could I. I. Uh, yeah. But are we permitted, Steve, as Christians, um, to, in, in the invoke, invoking Nehemiah, perhaps, to, to war against the people that, that are hurting children? Like Yes. Okay. Yes, right. and I tell you what, there's a lot of, how do I say this? <laughs> the, the book of Nehemiah is, I, I would say this, the most important book. And 
And and it might be a good idea to get John Dyslin on, Doug, you know, because he, he's written a good book. Yeah, he's coming on. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I salute him. Well, actually, I got to stand on a stepladder to salute him because I think he's seven feet tall. No kidding. But the bottom line is, is that when he came out with that book, two of my favorite scriptures in the entire Old Testament there, why are they important? Because Nehemiah, when he got a word from God, hid it in his heart, and he didn't tell anybody what he was going to do until the time was appropriate. Nehemiah said these words, neither have I told any man what God had placed within my heart to do when the appropriate time. This relates to exactly the question you asked me. God is putting things into people's hearts to do. Is it time to go kinetic now? No, but you have every right to be anticipating the time kinetic kineticism comes against you. In other words, when war comes to your door, you don't want to be there. You want to be there. You want to be someplace else, okay? And you've got to understand that war will come to your door. Appeasement, the Chamberlain principle, never never ended World War II. Obviously, it facilitated it, Neville Chamberlain. So the thing is, is that we're now watching, in my opinion, uh, trying to go along to get along with the devil, okay? The devil doesn't want your friendship. He wants you dead. And so what, what we're watching, the other principle in Nehemiah is Nehemiah commands the people of God to fight for their families, to fight for their little ones, to fight, and to fight for their homes. Ladies and gentlemen, if the, when the great oh, uh, Operation Sandman comes into play, and by the way, it just came in, even another Israel took U.S. dollars and converted it to yuan, about a half of 500 billion, I think. Big numbers. In essence, people are repudiating the U.S. dollar. Meaning, repudiate means they won't take it anymore. So this country quits taking it. This country quits taking it. This country quits saying, oh, they'll still take some. But at some point, what happens when everybody quits taking U.S. dollars? That means it has no value. That means that everything. And, you know, Doug, when I first started talking about this, people said it, it wasn't real. Then one headline after another, last one was yesterday. I don't know if you've seen it, but Israel did admit publicly to buying, you know, I think $500 billion or, or a, a large amount of uh, yuan. My guess is they bought rubles too, and they wouldn't admit that. Yeah, but my guess is they bought rubles. I and went you, on. You posted oh, that. I, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, they admit to buying yuan, you know. And uh, by the way, the old joke is, what drug are you on? Well, not the unbelieving drug. You know, the bottom line is it's called the reality factor. So what, what I'm saying is, is so critical. Food, you cannot get it when it doesn't exist. And, and here's the biggest, I would say, disconnect I know. What makes people think if you can't grow food, if you can't process food, if you can't raise livestock, you can't process livestock, and if you've got whatever your livestock and, and your produce, everything coming in uh, through trucking and diesel fuel goes to 15 bucks a gallon and everybody has to shut. Where is the disconnect? The disconnect is, ladies and gentlemen, those who voted Democratic and the Republicans who betrayed the Republic, they're the ones to blame. And listen, history records, this isn't a threat, it's just a historic statement that those guys will absolutely have their day of reckoning, as will the pastors. Let's say you're the pompous pastor in the pulpit. 
the sock puppet for Lucifer. And you've made 100, 200, 300 million. And you keep, ah, this is the Lord's work, this is the Lord's work. But what happens when the stores in that whole vicinity of the mega, uh, mega munchies, okay, a, a mega munchie uh, fellowship that just eats, eats, up, eats up the, the parishioners. Uh, what happens when those people run out of food and they come to the pastor and the pastor says, well, I, I don't have food to feed you all. And, and, and he says, but you just got to trust God. And the people who are honest say, then why didn't you trust God and quit shaking us down for the last buck out of our pocket? You see, the reason pastors wouldn't prepare the flock of God is because they didn't want the flock of God taking money that they wanted out of their pockets, meaning the pastor's pockets, and, and, and even being taking care of your own family. The Bible's really clear. For those of you that are struggling with prepping, any man that doesn't provide for his family is worse than an infidel. Amen. And so I'm telling you, those guys are going to be, if they can be caught, you're going to see absolute rebellion and the false pastors are going to have their day of judgment on earth prior to even getting to uh, the judgment seat of Jesus Christ or the great white throne judgment of those kind of pastors. Great white throne judgment is you, your fate is, uh, is to hell, okay? And these are the reasons why. The judgment seat of Christ is for the rewards of the righteous. You're going to heaven. You're obviously, uh, you know, in the presence of the king of glory. But what most people don't recognize is that they who have done that, I could, I won't do it. I could name names of people that have bunkers. I mean, I'm talking prominent Christians that have escape jets that have, you know, they're, they're, some of them are out of country. Some of them are in the outback of Alaska but you'd think it was uh, move the uh, Ritz or the Waldorf to Alaska. The bottom line is, is that I don't even have a problem with that. I have a problem with it when it's been on the backs of people or when they've told you to do one thing and they do another, or they told you in this case not to prepare. A shepherd will protect his flock at all costs. A butcher knows the cost of slaughtered flocks. That's a power statement. And, and you know, Steve, uh, I don't think this gets mentioned enough because we get taken to task for, you know, um, making a profit or having a fundraiser or whatever it might be. But let me tell you something, folks, okay? I, I, I know a couple of pastors here in my area, and I know Steve, and I'll tell you what, um, Steve taught me the proper way to tithe. And I've seen Steve help more people than the two pastors that I'm thinking of right now combined. Um, and that's what we have to, that's what I, Steve, that's what you're talking about, right? I mean, yeah, the, the mega pastors, they got their jets, they got their bunkers, they got everything ready to go. They're, they're taking in funds. But when the time comes, hey, I got mine, too bad for you. That's the kind of mentality they have, right? Well, absolutely. And, and basically, um, you know, it's well with my soul, but to hell with yours. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that sounds really blunt, okay? And and I, I'm not trying to be confrontational, but if we don't start uh, stepping up, Doug, and and God knows, I don't think in 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 hey Daryl, I don't think in any way, shape, or form that there's any victory or even in solace in being quiet when and, and you've heard the quotes, you know. Uh, when you, what is it? Silence in the face of tyranny is cowardice, you know, and and cowardice is the order of the day 
for those who want to take away innocent lives. What bothers me the most is the madness of crowds, okay? The mind speak. We're a democracy. No, we're not. We're a republic. But you allowed the mob to steal the election. I mean, Doug, was it lost on people when Biden said they were going to steal the election? They had the best, what was his exact words were? They had the best uh, uh, group of men to steal the election. Where did that go? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think, well, it was written off to misstatement or he misspoke. Okay. Yeah, you know, but but boy, how what a true statement that was. 81 million people voted for the, you know, Joey Six Plugs in, in the uh, fake Oval Office. Go ahead. Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing. The deception is so great, there is no turning back. The deception is great, there's no turning around. The deception is great. You can't gain the ground you weren't willing to fight for. Our veterans who lie, those who gave their life for this country, who lie in the different cemeteries, the veterans who are being denied medical treatment, even during the reign of terror of uh, Obama. I remember I got in trouble, Doug, for bringing out all of the horrors that were going on and against our uh, our, our fellow Americans who are veterans. And I want to make it clear, I'm not a veteran, never been in the military. I've never seen so much flack come against even veterans for trying to help them. I'm talking honest ones. Now, I, 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 I've gone to the wall against, forgive me, God kept me from going to the wall with a couple of the veterans. That if they would have had their way, they would have killed me. But the bottom line is, I mean, literally. So the point that I'm trying to make is that we're now watching our military be destroyed. Pilots who have reasons of conscience being kicked out of the Air Force. We've got a, a known wokest uh, and a known uh, uh, traitor, in my opinion, in my opinion, Millie committed treason, head of the JCS Joint Chiefs of Staff. And absolutely, they're in total denial as to what went on on Mariupol, I'm told, because they didn't think the Russians had what they said they were going to have. If you or I were told, Doug, and and in our cases, we both were told similar things, but we're going to come to you. We're going to kill you. We're going to kill your wife. We're going to rape your wife. We're going to do this. We're going to do that, do that. Man, I'd load up everything. I'd basically set traps. Oh, you can't say that. I'd do everything I could to protect my, my, my household, my family, and everything. Yet the people that fail to acknowledge the lateness of the hour, especially in Christendom, are absolutely... How do I say this? They're sacrificing their 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 not only their wives, not only their children and grandchildren, but they're sacrificing their heritage, their history, their lineage, their future, or lack thereof. And and I've asked the Lord this. I truly have. Lord, is there anything that those who are claiming you, is there anything they really care about? And especially, Doug, my chief contention is this, and I think it's justified. My anger may not be, but my the, the contention is justified. Why are Christians who serve the most amazing, absolute being in the universe who died on Calvary, was resurrected from the dead, absolutely seen by hundreds after his resurrection, changing the history of the world forever, and yet, you know, Christians won't, you know, you know him, no, who is him? Well, you know, you know, you know, you know, Jesus. 
Oh, no, they don't even say Jesus. They say, you know Christ? I said, well, the important point is my brother, my sister. I should put cowardly in there and then question mark. But does he know you? Doug, at the end of the day, at the end of everything that's going on, and I want to make it clear, today, tonight, April 21st, we none of us have any guarantees except maybe hope. And maybe, you know, well, it's not bad enough yet in my mind, but we don't have anything. What happens with the giggling uh, uh, Russian podcast, broadcaster, I'm sorry, not podcaster, giggling over nuking New York City? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're not kidding. Do you think people in New York care? Well, maybe some do, but my guess is, ah, it's just those crazy this, that, or the other thing. Remember, everyone, the United States is the only country in the world in that contemporary sense that has claimed to be Christian, that the Democratic platform said, God, you have no place on our platform, and declared war on God. And that was the ultimate Luciferian pledge they made for Lucifer to give them this country. And we got the lack of leadership we deserve because, ladies and gentlemen, we are a godless nation. We are an absolute bloodthirsty, blood-embracing nation. You can close your eyes, but you can't, and I can't deny what's happening to those who we watch drop dead on a field. And it's interesting. I put up a, a group of memes on my website today, and one of them said, isn't it interesting how the unbacked aren't dying? And that's a big duh. Uh, the other one is, is that, <laughs> you know, uh, I can't say it. It's pretty funny, but I do give warnings when somebody uses offensive language. But Doug, you know what's amazing to me? People are more bummed out about certain words than they are about the acts that even prompted the use of a certain word. Yep. I, I I got no time for um, religious people. I, I categorically say, "Yeah, a religious guy." I said, "Oh, uh-uh. I'm sacrilegious. I see religious." religion as man's attempt to control our men. I see the relationship of Jesus Christ as God redeeming his creation and elevating us to a position that only the heart of an infant God could even have conceived of such beauty and majesty. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think the uh, living God has a better ability to create than the uh, psychopaths in the singular singularity or transhumanists, I guarantee you anybody would look at any of the uh, Let's just say this, any uh, 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 beautiful woman, handsome man, you look at that and you look at, uh, you know, some of these robots and automatons, and the only way they can allure people to get involved emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually with an automaton is to make it look beautiful like that which God created in the first place. In other words, the best joke I ever heard was man bragging about he's greater than God now. He can do anything. He can make this, do this, uh, fulfill this. And, And a voice from heaven says, get your own dirt. You know, again, from the most minute concept that a human mind can embrace to the most magnificent uh, expanse of the cosmos that we can even try to embrace, God's in it all. And he created man and woman out of man in his image and likeness. And we're watching the perverts. We're watching the destruction. We're watching the, uh, 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 how, what's the word I want? The genetic corruption. We're watching the horrification of the, and horrorification of the beauty of God's creation destroyed before our eyes. You know, it, it, and to add to that, it 
didn't surprise me. It, it uh, somewhat shocked me when Matthew Dowd, who was a, a former advisor to Bush Cheney, came out and said on MSNBC and said, if Jesus were alive today, he would be a groomer, a socialist. Um, and it just gets worse after that, the perversity of, um, uh, of what, what these people are doing to um, Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, you know, the, the, and, and the offensive stuff, the perversity that, that you mentioned. Um, it, it's just amazing times in which we live. We've got about 14 minutes left, Steve. Uh, I, I like to leave people with hope because, you know, you and I, I believe that everyone alive today, we have a task. We were born for a time as this. And uh, what you know? How do you want to? How do you want to close out the program? Do you, because we have to leave some hope for some people. Well, yeah, I, I got to tell you something. This may sound even counterintuitive, uh, but I am the most hopeful guy in the world because I'm believing that God warned us of these things. I believe that the the name of the Lord is a high tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. I believe in the ninety first Psalm. I believe that God is who he says he is and will do what he says he will do. If we will be who he says we are to be, if we will repent of our sin, that means if I'm shacking up, I quit shacking up. That means if I'm committing adultery, I quit committing adultery. That means if I'm doing this, that, or the other thing, I quit doing it. I ask God to forgive me. And then I go on and understanding this, Doug, one of the most precious promises in the word of God. The 139th Psalm, and it says this, more numerous than the sand of the sea, so are God's thoughts towards us. In other words, the infinite God has only good thoughts to think about his people. It's the devil who's taken every wicked attribute that he, the evil one, the son of perdition, has, has been able to manufacture or exhibit and places it on God. And yet God is the one who originated all that's beautiful in the beginning. Scripture, he makes everything beautiful in his day. The Bible says nothing, nothing in heaven, nothing under the earth, nothing can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, nothing. And so the hope that I have, and, and somebody says, man, doesn't it get to you at days? Are you kidding me? It gets to me to such a point where where I don't know what, and I can't scream. I physically don't have the vocal cords to scream. I don't know if I, I, I can scream or weep or just rejoice and say, God, you told us it was going to be this way. But Doug, the hope is in Jesus, okay? And here's the greatest thing I know about the word of God. God warned Noah. Noah had those years he had to prepare. He chose to prepare and he was mocked for over 100 years. Mocked. Yet he believed God. When God tells you something that you're going to do, and you can say, Lord, if, if, if your thoughts towards me are so numerous, more numerous than the sand of the sea, that means they're infinite, by the way. I told you, I, I tried to, I, I, I found there was an answer to my solution rather than taking a, a dry uh, handful of beach sand and, you know, trying to uh, take it, hold it, measure it, take a thimbleful, whatever the measuring, and come up with it. And it was about 425,000 grains of normal beach sand in a handful. And it, But God says, that's not all the thoughts I have towards you. He said, more numerous than all the sand of the sea, so are my thoughts towards you. Well, 
Brother, I gave up after one handful of 425,000. Again, this is what God wants for his creation. In the history of the Old Testament and in the New Testament, against insurmountable odds, the only way to overcome insurmountable odds is with the supernatural power of God. Unfortunately, Doug, the New Testament church was supernaturally endowed. The end-time church has been demonically plowed. In essence, they're, they're, if, if people were to look at the miracles of Jesus, at the miracles of the disciples, at the miracles of the apostles, and the believers down through history, and were to look at the world today, you go, man, all Christians must be dead. Yet every time somebody comes to know Jesus, and their life is given back to them, and, and they find purpose, and they don't put a, no, I won't even suggest it, but they don't put something in their mouth and try and end their life. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, suicide is not an answer. Uh, total seeking God is, because the Bible says God doesn't sit up there and go, oh, the guy's got to pray more, and I'll give him some more stuff. No, it says you'll find him when you seek him with all your heart. Doug, there is no other message. There's not enough time to go out and rally the troops. The troops refused to rally around Jesus. They chose to rally around the president. That's a powerful statement. It, it is. Wow. And, and to add to that or to um, to echo what you're saying, I, I believe that where we are now is where we're going to be when the stuff hits the uh, fan, basically. Yeah. I, I mean, well, yeah. and let me say this imagine a room full of fans. A room full of fans and all the stables in the world and all the stables, you know, stuff, the stuff that hits a fan. I'm trying to be very polite. And it all hits it at once. Yep. Can't go to the right because the right, it's hitting there. You can't go to the left because it's hitting there. Can't look up because you don't want more in your face. Can't look down because you don't want to see how deep you are into the stuff. You know, only Jesus can take us. Look, he, the, the promise of the Bible is very clear. I see no place in the word of God where God ever lied. I see the place in the headlines where the devil lies every second of the day. I see nothing that God has ever said that has not come to pass in human nature, in history, and prophetically, if it wasn't time, it will come to pass. I do not believe the book of Revelation was fulfilled, you know, in 90 AD. I'm not a preterist. I don't believe in that. I don't believe they can justify it. It's just like this. You know, people people can argue uh, over the Q thing. We watched that happen. They can argue over the flat earth thing. We watched that happen. But at the end of the day, those arguments will give way when the word hunger begins to set into our, and somebody says, well, yeah, I'll believe it when I see ravens come feed you. I said, well, hopefully I don't need to have ravens come feed me. Of course, I, I, here's the thing. The Bible is very clear that God has a way of delivering his own. But I, wanna, I want people, to, you need people, if you don't know Jesus. Look, I could be off the air tomorrow. Doug, so could you. Absolutely. So could we. Yep. Still, as we're talking on the air, email's coming in, okay? And, and, and uh, it'll move from, in your, let's say, vernacular, probably nicer than mine, but it'll move from, there's a lot of stuff coming to the stuff has arrived, okay? Yep. Then people will go and they'll go on their clickomatic, you know, their keyboard, and they'll click da 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 like eating a cob of corn. And guess what? Nothing comes up. 
it'll dawn on them that there's sirens going off in the background. They'll get to their cell phone. I don't even have my handy. They'll get to the cell phone. That won't work. That's when you and I, Doug, will get on our satellite phones and there you go. we'll communicate. But ladies and gentlemen, again, you know, uh, we warned you about the satellite phones. This is critical. And now they have the um, the bivy sticks, which are kind of neat because these don't these are not limited by the amount of characters the satellite phones were. So you can get the Galileo message and they price it into the fossil on these things. And so you use your cell phone to hook in, use your keypad. You're not using your cell phone signal. You're only using your keypad to your cell phone. You can put in a thousand character messages, upload this to the satellite. And if the landlines go down, there's no power on the landlines. doesn't matter. You can still communicate. These are the bivy sticks. You can go on my website, stevepoil.com, click on the top right hand, watch the uh, video on them. They're very neat. By the way, I hope everybody sees how small those are. You know? That's one of the best things invented, in my view. Yep, um, it's just, it's just, it's very neat. Now, now, Steve, uh, in, in the uh, final six minutes or five minutes of the show, we did lose video. We'll put a video panel up for those watching. Uh, okay. We've been having some computer issues, but uh, yeah, satellite phone store, stevequail.com in the upper right-hand corner, click on that or hagmanreport.com, click on that banner right to uh, satellite phone store and make sure you're equipped with that, especially if you got family out of, uh, out of reach, out of town, uh, or even, hey, down the street, it'll work satellitephonestore.com. All right, Steve. You know what? I think a lot of information was given. And by the way, it, it really it was on my heart today to talk about uh, Jesus, the premise of the promise, not not to push any book necessarily, but the information, the content in there really um, is relevant today. And you did a great job on that book. Uh, and I would urge everyone to get that. Um, so, okay, we're, we're, we're at the door Again, we started out with birth of a nation, death of a country, war at our front door. Are you prepared? Well, you know what? It's a little late to be asking. The only preparation, the only um, salvation that we're going to have is with it, with uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I think people, more people are starting to realize that. And uh, I want to thank you for what you do. Uh, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, Steve. Without Without you, this platform wouldn't exist. And without you, there would be a lot of people out there who would be unaware of even even today what things are you know things that, that are happening, and things that will happen. And I really appreciate you. I really do. If I haven't said it publicly, I, I do want to make that clear. Well, thank you, Doug. And we both can just give God the glory, and I mean Amen. that. Amen. You know, one of my favorite scriptures, and I, I I thank the Lord for it. But no one, Doug Hagman, myself, anybody who you listen to, has anything if they're talking from a kingdom of God perspective that they haven't received from above. Amen. And you know, the highest uh, form of obedience to God is simply first and foremost, following his lead and what he gives you to do. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't hear from the Lord. Well, I'd say the best way to learn how to hear from the Lord is get into the word of God, the Bible. And for people that ask me, what's my favorite version of the scripture? I, I tell you this, for those of you that are new, go to the Amplified, A-M-P-L-I-F-I-E-D, you can go on Bible Pathway or Bible Gateway, and you can, they do have the Amplified, so you can read it for free. And read the Gospel of John. The Amplified Bible was a blessing. Now, I'm a King James guy. 
I fight with different, by the way, I will not read the NIV, New English, I won't read the RSV, I won't read any of those, but the Amplified just takes the hard words in Greek and Hebrew and puts them more into a conversational matter. I find myself still doing that, you know, uh, you know, if, for instance, if the King James says, if thou, I say, if you, so I, I would tell people the Amplified, and it's really neat because there's a there's an interlinear one that has a King James on the left side and the Amplified on the right side, you know, turn each page, and it's pretty neat. And so the Amplified version is really helpful. But here, here is the end of the uh, statement. The scripture states, without Jesus, we cannot do anything. And ladies and gentlemen, I can only assure you that you, you can trust the Lord with your life when you understand that he has a higher opinion of you and your value in the kingdom of God than most of us realize. Anybody who's ever felt that God's mad at them, wrong perception. Anybody that thinks that God thinks they're invisible, wrong statement. And I, I like what somebody once said, you can get as close to Jesus as you want to. You can walk as close to him as you want to. It doesn't matter what anybody says, me or anybody else. If you have a heart for the Lord, the Bible's promises, and we will find him, meaning the living God. We will find our Lord and Savior when he, we seek with him, uh, seek after him with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and with all of our strength. And again, Doug, as someone who is a founder of the prep movement, preparedness, whatever you want to call it, you know, so many years ago now, decades ago, I can tell you this, that the, the, the factors driving preparation then, uh, when it started, the movement started, let's say they were at uh, a thousand, thousand reasons to prepare. Right now, you are at a trillion reasons to prepare. But prepared just seems, means this. Can you, can you listen when the mainstream cell uh, television networks go down? Do you have a way of information? Again, the bivy stick. And, and so, Doug... God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for having me on today. All right, brother. That'll do it for us tonight. May God bless each and every one of you. Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com. Thank you, my brother. <laughs>